Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, today, I thought it'd be good for us to discuss uh, an interesting question that someone asked you. Can, can you share that question with us? I certainly can. So this person said, hey, Squirrel, you're coaching me and you're telling me all about this fantastic idea of the mutual learning model and we should jointly design solutions and I should listen to people, understand before being uh, before trying to be understood, and uh, I should uh, inquire rather than advocate. That sounds great, except Squirrel, you don't seem to do that very much with me. <laughs> in, in particular, you keep telling me what to do. Like you tell me to go ask more questions and you give me homework. And, um, you know, it's about five times more directive than uh, I would normally be. And you're telling me to, uh, to do that with people I'm coaching and helping. And uh, that doesn't feel very mutual learning to me. Well, what's going on here? No, oh, so he's, he's not like there's a question of consistency here. You're like, you're saying one thing and doing another. Uh, it sounds precisely it, what he's asking. It, 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 it sounds like he's got you. I mean, you know, because if it sounds like he, he's saying you should be questioning and you're directing him. Yeah. What's what's going on? Well, so here's the way I think about it. We, we've often talked about the mutual learning model and the unilateral control model. And the mutual learning model is the one I just talked about, joint design and ask lots of questions and so on. Unilateral control is what people do when it matters. <laughs> and they say they do the mutual learning, but then when you actually, but this one really matters. So what we don't want to do is bring up any of the other arguments, like why we don't want to do this, because that, that would just distract people from making the right choice, which is the one we want them to make. So, so let's be defensive. Let's be cautious. Let's not bring up all the issues. Let's not bring the people into the room until the end of the process. People do that kind of stuff. That's the unilateral control model. Right. And I claim, at least, you're welcome to disagree with me, Jeffrey, but I claim that when I'm giving direction and when I'm asking someone to coach in a similar way, you're coaching an engineer in your team or a product manager or something like that, that what you're doing there is uh, very much mutual because the person that you're coaching should... We could talk about whether this always happens, but should be requesting that advice and help from you. And therefore, I find it very helpful to be really clear and directive when someone has asked me to help them. And that feels very mutual to me because the person has the opportunity to say, Squirrel, I trust your you know, advice. I trust your judgment. I want to know what you think the right thing to do is. And I'm also not hiding any information from them. So it's not like the situation where I, I want them to make a decision because it benefits me. Therefore, I'm going to hide information. I'm not going to solicit opposing views. I'm just going to tell them, do it, do it my way. Uh, and and here's the um, uh, only the arguments for. I don't do any of that. I say, you've asked me for advice. Here's what I think you should do. Here's the reason why. And I'm ready to help you to do that when, when you're ready for it. Well, one thing that's interesting about this, and, and as I was thinking about this topic, are the prerequisites that you're describing, the things that happen before you get to providing direction. So the, you have the direction there, but you've, you've done some work to get to that point. Is that right? Absolutely. So, for example, when I first meet somebody for coaching, I will often put on show what my direct, very directive coaching style is. People who have been coached by me know that I give very difficult homework. I'm a hard taskmaster. I don't let people off. I make sure that they're accountable to me for what they're doing. And I put that on show and I say, is this interesting to you? Is this the sort of thing that you want to do? Occasionally, somebody says, no, this is for me. This sounds terrifying. <laughs> and I say, great. This is before you even have them as a client. This is just when you're oh, discussing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. haven't paid me or anything yet. Yeah, I'm just getting to know them. And I say, so this is what it's like 
to get coached by me. And some people, they, they run in fear. And they say no more. <laughs> Thankfully, not very many or my business wouldn't be doing so good. But the, the point is that um, there's a contracting element there where it, most people, who at least all those who go forward with me, say, uh, yeah, I want to try that. I'm willing to have hard homework. I'm willing to be accountable. Uh, I want to improve. And then I, I don't find there any con there's to be any conflict or any, I have no compunctions about saying uh, th this is what you should do. Do this now. Why haven't you done it? Uh, let's remove <laughs> the obstacles to doing it. Uh, I want you to phone me tomorrow after you've done it. Right. So in, it's essentially you think it's that contract is what it makes it mutual learning that you've been upfront about it. You've kind of agreed what the aims are. Exactly. I'm, and I'm giving the direction in response to their question and with their int best interests in mind. And they're also perfectly free to ignore me. And people do. I give them advice and homework and they don't do it. And we explore why they didn't uh, re release more frequently or why they didn't uh, uh, go and talk to the people in marketing to figure out why their requirements were so weird. Right. Interesting. Which, uh, they're welcome. They have a, f a free choice to do something different. Unlike the situation where you're manipulating, being defensive, um, uh, holding back information, I'm doing the opposite. Right. And it's, and it's certainly, and, and I really I like in, in this example, and I didn't, I didn't know what you were going to say. And to bring in that point that you've, you've demonstrated your style ahead of time to let people make a free and informed choice about whether you even enter into the coaching relationship. Like that was a, that's an important part of of the process i would say Indeed. and 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 i should say this they're also welcome to leave so at some point they say look just don't coach me about this or squirrel it's been great working with you but go away please you're too annoying <laughs> that's that's fine that I, th I think that's happened only very rarely but th they do have that choice and they are free to do that and there are people who don't get a lot from my coaching because they don't do the homework and they don't make the improvements and they aren't my coaching clients for very long Mm. It's interesting because I, I hear this and I think about my own experience coaching and, and you and I have coached together and certainly so exactly. you and I have been at times jointly demanding on people and jointly directed. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, and I think that's one of the things that makes us different as coaches because we are coming in with domain experience and domain knowledge often. Um, and and like you said, some people really like that. And it definitely is the case of um, uh, having that agreement with people uh, to have that style and, and also their limits of what they're willing to do. Um, and I think about the range of coaching that I've done with different people. And one thing that I often find is, uh, especially with people who I have a, a less formal uh, coaching relationship with, where I'm not being paid to coach them directly, um, that it's a very much the case of knowing like what they're actually seeking advice on. So I often have lots of ideas that I think would be relevant to the scenario uh, or their situation. Um, but I usually try to limit my direction to the places that are actually asking <laughs> for direction. So that's a that really it's good point. often yeah. can be in the case where the people are asking me for help on what I think is like maybe their fifth most important problem and they, they have no interest in the other four. <laughs> so, uh, um, it's a, it's an odd situation. But, but I like to check, I like to check that attribution. So if I, if I observe something, I think I have an obligation to say, you know, I, I and I have this with a, a current client. They're, they um, uh, brought me a, a particular type of problem, and they said, uh, "Look, we have two people who really need to improve their performance. Their performance isn't good, and and I'm picking up this massive cultural problem in the whole organization. Every single person in the company uh, is unable to formulate any problem in anything other than a, a totally abstract way." 
So that means they never understand. They have no examples. Everybody's kind of floating on cloud uh, thirty thousand feet, uh, and and so they don't have any. Um, uh, they aren't very effective at getting things done. They're very effective at making more and more processes, but not of actually finishing. Um, and so I have gently pointed this out a few times to not much interest. But I, I, I feel I wouldn't be responsible to the, my client if I didn't say there's something else we could work on, but I, I don't press it. I just say, look, I'll help you with this part, and we'll make, these people uh, operate better in your environment. There is a problem in the environment, which you, you might want to think about, but I, I won't coach on that. I won't focus on that. I won't make that part of my goals and outcomes that I'm measuring with my coaching client unless and until that's agreed with the people paying the money. Yep. Yeah, and that's right. I said, I'd say for me, it's even if it, people aren't paying the money, just the person I'm talking to. And part of it comes down to just not wanting to waste our mutual time. <laughs> there's a, there's an element of self-interest in this that while it can be quite fun to tell someone, you know, all share all of your wisdom of all the things they could be doing. Um, I have learned over the years that that's not very effective to be talking to people about things they're not interested in. So I think e- even outside of any sort of commercial relationship, uh, I'm I'm pretty careful these days applying the mutual learning model to not be offering advice where it's not aligned with the person as say they want help in. And it's, and I think that's some of the investment that I'll make is understanding what is they're actually looking for. Sometimes what people are looking for is just to have someone listen to them. <laughs> so if someone comes to me with a problem, they're not necessarily looking for me to even provide direction. It's maybe just listening. If we, if we get to the point where there's some uh, uh, advice that they're interested in, then I'm going to make sure that the advice is kind of limited to that area of their interest. And so there is a kind of element here of um, being directed by the other person in offering direction, which I think is an an interesting relationship. Certainly is. And and you're a lot nicer and more patient than I am. What I tend (laughs) to do with the people that I'm working with is to really press them to identify what their question is. So yes. when someone does start telling me a whole lot of background and um, stories and, and information, I say, this is all very nice. What's the question? Yeah. <laughs> and what I find is that if I press them for the question first, this is a great um, product management tool as well. You know, somebody starts telling you about how uh, the, the software they currently have does this and that and the other thing and changes the other thing. You say, what, what's the most painful thing? What do you want me to change today? Yes. Because once you find that out, and you find that out by getting the answer to just that question, that will lead you to lots of questions that get you the right background and will help you to actually answer the question. So this works for coaching, product management, a lot of other circumstances. Find out what the question is before you get the background. Yep. I, I, was, I was literally using the, the coaching kata from the book Toyota and Kata earlier today with, with a group. And in going through their obstacle inventory, that was exactly the kind of the process there. So, okay, you, you've written down a bunch of some tasks. What's the actual problem? What's the obstacle you're trying to overcome? That's what we need to identify. And that process of getting that clarity was really helpful to them. In the, in the time we had today, that's all we got to. But that was very useful. And it was exactly the same process you're describing of being clear exactly what the problem is makes it clear much clearer than what we need to do next. So I very much agree with that with that approach. Okay. Any more to say on this one? I think we might have a, a, a pretty well covered here. Well, the only thing that I would say about this is that people, you know, it's a, a special, you know, sort of coda here to any parents out there. Um, what, we've, what we've just described, uh, we've put it all in the terms of the workplace, but I'll say this probably goes double for your, uh, your, your relationship with your children, especially as they start to get to be teenagers. I can say this is a, 
a, a parent with, with four children, uh, the youngest of which is 19, uh, learning these skills were, were very helpful at home as well, as well as in the coaching. Fantastic. Well, Troubleshooting Parenting is our second podcast we'll be starting. Uh, <laughs> no, no that's, that's not coming. And, and I'm not qualified to comment on it other than to observe that Jeffrey's children are a delight. So uh, he must be doing something right. Well, if listeners have enjoyed this um, small bit of parenting advice, but mainly uh, coaching and uh, uh, team uh, leadership advice, um, uh, you can certainly find out more from us, and you can do that at agileconversations.com. Uh, you can argue with us if you think we're we're all wet, this is not right, uh, the, this isn't the way you should coach, and it, it's not effective. It is a, a conflict with the, the mutual learning model. We'd love disagreement as well as agreement, and you can give us any of those at uh, agileconversations.com where you'll find our Twitter and email and uh, heck I think my home address is there uh, we've got uh, we've got um, free videos um, uh, you can buy our book all kinds of wonderful things there and of course we'll be back next Wednesday for another episode of Troubleshooting Agile thanks Jeffrey thanks Ron <laughs>